Is it time for you to live healthier? If you are looking to eat better, exercise more effectively, and incorporate fitness and health into your daily activities and hobbies, this is the show for you. Welcome to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. Dietrich has two decades of sports and fitness coaching experience, and he's here to tell you how it can be easy with less injury, time, money, and travel necessary. Now, here is your host, Dietrich Wright. Greetings. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Right Choices. My name is Dietrich Wright, and you are listening to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you were to think about our nation as a, a tribe, as a tribe that if you were able to say what role I would want to partake and do in this tribe, would you know what role you want to be? Would you want to be the chief? Would you want to be a scout? Would you want to be one of the main warriors out there? The role I would choose, to be perfectly honest with you, would be I would want to be that warrior slash scout. And when I look at the breakdown of what's happening in our communities and in our society, I see that there is a need, a warning to be shot out and let be known about how inactivity is impacting what we are doing and have become as a nation. You know, the first episode I warned and talked about, we need to learn how to create time to understand the importance in preparing our bodies for the rigors of life. We talked about the risk, what will be associated when we don't do that. Last week, we discussed and talked about when we prepare our bodies for the rigors of a physical activity, we got to be mindful of how hard, how fast, and how soon we can sit there and advance our training. Today, I'm shooting out a warning in regards to understanding as adults, we have a responsibility to understand our youth is being impacted by the choices and decisions that we make and model for them. I'm going to read you a quote. America's future will be determined by the home and the school. The child becomes largely, excuse me, largely what he is taught. Hence, we must watch what we teach and how we live. This is written by Jane Adams. Now, you really think about that. We discussed and talked about how nearly 50% of the adult population here in the U.S. is sedentary. We talked about sedentary lifestyles, meaning that you do absolutely zero leisure activities for an entire month. If you are making that choice of being sedentary, I assure you, if you have small children or children school age, I should say, they are looking to you as an example of how you are modeling what they would be choosing as adults as their lifestyle. Motivation was something we talked about was very important. If you are not motivated intrinsically within your own self to be active and engage in physical activity, do know that there's two eyes or there's a pair of eyes on you if you have small children watching what it is you do continuously do day in and day out. 
we no longer have that luxury or the ability to sit there and depend upon sending our kids off to school and they are going to gain all the knowledge and activities they need to be physically active. Physical education in our school systems is almost non-existent when you look at the percentage of how many students actually engage in physical activity daily. Only 8% of elementary school students are receiving physical education. 6.4% of students in middle school are receiving physical education. We, as a tribe, can no longer depend to send those out there, our, our future in essence, our youth out there, to think they're going to gain the knowledge to be engaging in physical activity because it doesn't really happen as much in school. Our focus has changed to other academic curriculums. We talked about the increase in obesity as adults in our country and the risk factors associated with that where 70% of deaths that occur in our nation come by way of chronic diseases. The rate of obesity increase from 6 to 11 years of age has gone from 6.5 to 19.6%. Adolescents have increased from 5% to 16.1%. Now this is according to the CDC. So when I send out that bottle cry and saying we have what I would call an epidemic and it's time to take a stand from a standpoint, what are we going to do as adults, let alone parents in our own home, to model the behaviors of which we are teaching our youth how to live a healthier lifestyle? If we engage in this modeling of what we need to do, we can actually teach our children how to do it. Simply put, do we necessarily need to turn on the TV when there's an opportunity right there? We can create the space together as a family as a whole to engage in a nice leisure walk together or bike ride together or simply put, go outside and play together. Last week, my, uh, my guest, Scott, he discussed and talked about the fact with his kids, he enjoys playing a simple game that we all used to play and love, tag with his kids. So when did we stop engaging in these activities as a family, as a unit? It's very important, but that's only an element of that. We talked about before, there's two pillars. We talked about there's our physical activity, then there's our dietary lifestyle choices that we are making as well. Now, I get it. I am a parent first and foremost. And I know what it's like to work 10 to 12 hours in a given day and coming home when you have school-age children and still having to provide and give them attention as they need. And so at times it's very difficult of wanting to know how or what should I make that is a healthy choice for my family. The other pillar of what's happening with this obesity increase with our children is the accessibility of the choices that they are having or we are giving them to eat. We are giving larger portions of, to our children. 
our children are intaking more and more sugar drinks. And sometimes because of the time restrictions we have as parents, as adults, it's a lot of times more convenient and easier to go dine out. But all those things are legitimate. Those are all real. And yet there's still choices we can make to help make better choices and decisions. If we were to sit there and prepare our own meals, likelihood we are actually controlling what it is we're actually giving to our kids. A lot of times when we go out to have meals, we are presuming, we're thinking, oh, this is actually a healthy choice. And I was guilty of this myself. I recall quite often you go out to one of the, my kids' favorite um, restaurants when we were younger. And my daughter used to always love ordering the grilled cheese sandwich there. I didn't think much about it. I'm like, it's a grilled cheese sandwich. But then when I really looked at it and researched that, that grilled cheese sandwich actually has more calories, more fat, just as much as if you allowed your child to eat that burger. We forget when we look at the fact that there's things that we add on top of our foods that have a high sugar content in it. I, When I eat certain things, I love it as well. But ketchup has a high sugar content. So if we take the time to sit and prepare our own meals, as difficult it may be, there are choices and options we can make that doesn't mean it has to be this full course meal, but you know, it's still our opportunity to, as a family, as a whole, we can dine together, make time to eat together. As a mom and dad eating together, sitting down with our kids, we are now modeling the importance of sitting there saying, hey, we as a unit in this home value the importance of understanding this is family time. This is healthy time for us to choose great options when we are diet, eating our foods. So understanding portion size is important as well. And, and, and a simple gauge to understand what is the appropriate portion size so we're making sure we're not feeding too much to our children when we talked about excess a good portion size or measuring a portion size is look at your fist. Your fist is a good serving size of a meal. Some other options that they recommend is maybe perhaps instead of eating off a large family size plates, choosing to eat off of smaller dishes will limit how much we are actually putting our portions onto our plate. Some of the other recommendations that they make to help as parents and adults with our children is instead of placing the food down on the table like a large spread, individually serve the portions on the plate in the kitchen. Now we are controlling the amount of portion servings that our kids are taking. So at any point, anything we're talking about today has intrigued you and you want to call in, please call in. The number here is 1-866-472-5792. We're going to take a commercial break and come back. We're going to start talking about another segment. We're going to talk about what parents should avoid doing. You're listening to Right Choices on Voice America Internet Talk Radio. Follow 
us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms, and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. My name is Dietrich Wright, and you're listening to Voice America Internet Talk Radio's Health and Wellness Channel. We're going to take a phone call right now. We're going to go to William from Las Vegas. Please come ahead. Yes. Uh, how you doing? I enjoy your show. I'm a, a 66-year-old man that had a very physical job. My, my job was very physical. Now that I retired, how do I exercise? How do I uh, get back in the string of things? I, I'm limited uh, by having very bad knees. My uh, cartilage in my knee is gone. So, you got any advice for old man? Uh, actually, I do, in fact. And what you want to actually do is what it is that you enjoy to do. By the way, um, listeners, this is my dad. Um, you guys have been blessed with hearing from my mom, and now you have the opportunity to actually hear from my father. And uh, as you said, he had a very physical job. And from, I'm sorry? Uh, <laughs> nothing. I'm listening. Go ahead, sir. And, you know, for several, several years, my dad uh, worked in a very strenuous physical uh, activities for his job. And now he is retired, and he is discussing and talking about me in regards to with, sharing with you guys his issues he has with your needs. So, Dad, what are the things that you love to do? 
You know, what I loved to do was uh, I was in martial arts, and I loved the com- competition of it. But in, in particular, martial arts uh, skill that I'm in requires a lot of kicking, and you can't do that with bad knees. No, that's correct. Now, if you were to if you were to say there's something that you can to do to help minimize your knee pain, what would you think you would be? Well, what I try to do is as less bending and minimize the kicking height. I do use dumbbells uh, for working the upper body and everything else. But as far as jogging, uh, running, all of that's out. Now, all those things are not necessary. Like you said, I wouldn't encourage that to even any other clients, let alone my father for you to say that you have bad knees and encourage you to go out there and run and jog and all those things. So that's a very jarring and hard impact to your joints. So well, I'm going to simply tell you, and I'm kind of liking this fact, and I'm actually telling my dad what to do on national radio, <laughs> that what I want you to do, in fact, is to just simply move. I mean, there's elements, as we know, in martial arts that you can do. It doesn't require you to have to kick. You can still be doing everything else. Uh, you used to have that kicking bag and all those things that you used to have access to. Instead, just work that upper body. And that simple put, all that moving, all that rotational elements in martial arts is going to allow your rotational, rotational muscles and, and, and the movement itself is going to help you in gaining the core strength that you need to help stabilize a lot of those lower body activities that uh, will help with your, your knee and inks and paint. So simply put, like I said and told the audience before and listeners, excuse me, is getting you back to moving while actually strengthening your knees. And so you don't have to do any of the jarring impact stuff like kicking. So just break it down and do the other stuff. I understand that. And and truly I have been working on the upper body. Uh, Some of the katas I do, I limit the kicks where they're supposed to go and just do the upper body moves and everything else. And so I, I try to be uh, physical about it. And absolutely, and you can be physical then. And, and if, as in, if anything, when I have a client that has bad knees or bad back, and I work within the range of motion that allows them to, to minimize that pain. And so this is what you continuously want to do as well. And so within those kicks, if you wanted to start trying to kick, just go to the appropriate height that you can kick without any pain. Uh, or if that's still bothering you, don't worry about the kicking, like I said, and just do all the upper body stuff. Well, that is true. And being five feet, six inches tall, weighing five, uh, 240 pounds, I trust me, they'll go around me before they'll go over me. <laughs> I'm sure that's right. I know that's right. But uh, thank you for sharing that, Dad. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. Much love, much power. All right, Dad. Love you, too. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Again, listeners, you got to to hear my support system. I got great loving parents. Um, My mom called in before, and you got to hear from my dad. And I really appreciate them taking the time to sit there and support me during this talk show. And so as we were talking on the other side of the segment, some of the things that as parents what we got to avoid ever doing, and this is very important because it's an impact it has and carries through our children's life, is we have to avoid the conversation and discussions about Wait. So, of all the things that you can do to get your kids on the right path of making healthier options and choices, it simply starts with that aspect. Do not discuss or mention their weight, let alone we have to do a better job not discussing and talking about our own weight. The previous segment, we talked about we are modeling 
the lifestyle and the behaviors that we want our kids to take on. So we have to be doing a better job of making sure that we are not discussing weight. The comments when anytime a parent, a sibling, or even a teacher has relating to talking about the weight, regardless how frequently you may or may not uh, do so, it has a resounding impact. It leads to lower self-esteem and and depression, excuse me. Weight comments can lead to self-image and mental functioning. So we have to, instead of talking about weight, do the very things that we can make and give them the healthier choices, the right choices to make with regards to their health. Those also another barrier to which occurs when we start discussing weight at a very young age around or with our kids we lead to bad eating disorders like binge eating, anorexia nervosa, bulimia. And those, you know, those things are very, very, very critical. In fact, fatal. So as home, as the parents, as adults in the house, our job is first and foremost to protect our kids. So we have to protect and ensure that we are creating a positive environment for them. And it starts with us. It starts also, like I said, how we carry and talk about our own health. Those eyes look upon us. And that quote I talked to, talk to you about, we are teaching them by our actions. There was a government study following thousands of 10-year-old girls and... 60% of them were impacted by comments made by, like I said, a parent, sibling, teacher, or a peer. So what do we do as parents? How do we handle that? How do we minimize impacting our kids with making those kind of choices and decisions? So one of the things you want to do is as parents, we want to challenge the measures of thinness and body weight. Love our kids as they are. Advocate to them and model for them the healthier ways of handling our life and choosing means to improve our quality of life. We have to do a better job of keeping healthy food options for them to eat, whether it's a snack or like we talked about in the previous segment, how we are serving and preparing our meals. The impact of, like I stated as well, as a family sitting down and eating together has a huge carryover on their mental wellness. When we want our kids to get engaged in the physical activity, do things that as a family, as a whole, we can all appreciate and enjoy. Again, it's all about that quality of time with one another. And what a better way to spend quality time with one another than doing things that's going to be good for each and every one of us. Not for, you know, as a trainer and, and such, first and foremost, my number one role and my responsibility is and has been as a parent. My kids were able to come and to my work and see me engage 
with my clients and giving my clients tools and means to have a healthier life. They were able to see that with their own, their own eyes. And to the degree of such that I can personally share this state, it's a great feeling to see and hear my son actually state that the very thing that I am doing as a career, because I love it and it's my passion and I'm an advocate for these things I do, him to hear him state that he wants to follow in those same shoe steps, that's a great compliment. That means that I have tapped in, I have done something that is important. I am modeling something for my son where he respected, understands, and sees the value in helping others have the means and tools to strengthen and help get themselves healthier. Not only did my kids see me do that as a trainer, as my career, but if those who know me personally, they know I'm a very, my passion, what really charges me, what I am an advocate of is I love coaching. I love working with our youth. Your kids is the, our ability to work with your kids is my way of realizing I can sit and do something that's going to have a more of a positive correlation and impact for these next generations that's coming for us. As a coach, I am showing them, modeling to them the responsibilities of, first and foremost, taking care of yourself and do your job by ensuring that you are working and training and preparing your body for that task in that sport. At the same time, you're doing it in a, a ma- manner in which you're working with a team. It's about others. In the beginning of the segment, I talked about we treated this nation as a tribe. We commune together and focus on as a tribe. Which part of that tribe would you be in? I'd say that I would be that scout, that warrior out there working to sit and warn and heed the warn and prepare and train everyone for the battle that's about to come. And our battle is the fact that we have a sedentary and a physical inactivity lifestyle that is sweeping not only our adult population, but is impacting our youth. So let's get our kids engaged. And there's means of doing that. And some of those means of doing that is actually through sports. And when we're going to come back from this, uh, this commercial, next commercial break, we're going to talk about sports. But I want you to be, take heed. There's another warning out there. When we have our kids play a sport, are we, again, are we doing more harm than good? You listen to Right Choices on Voice America Internet Talk Radio. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. 
Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for listening to Right Choices. My name is Dietrich Wright. And what we're going to talk about this segment is the impact of sport specialization. I think as parents, we have an opportunity to encourage our kids to be engaged in sports and to be physically active. Is it we are getting them engaged in a sport because we want them to have fun? Or are we having them engage as a sport because we want them to be the next Tiger Woods? So when you break that down right there, is it for them? Or are we being conflicted and thinking we're doing something what we would feel good about? Pause on that note and think about that. As a coach working with, this time I'm more focused on varsity football now which is my huge love and passion is football I work with receivers and defensive backs and one of the things I'm always evaluating with them and teaching them is what is it you're out here for because it's hard work everyone just thinks the Friday night lights turn on it's all glimmer and nice But Monday through Thursday, they are out there grinding, putting in a lot of work. So I always ask them, what are you doing this for? I hope and I always pray that when they respond back, it's because they have a love and passion for the game. 
because I know I'm out there coaching them, doing what I'm doing because I have a love and passion for the game, but I also have a love and passion for the fact is that I want to make a positive impact on these young people's lives. It's not about wins and losses for me. Of course, don't get me wrong, I am competitive. I always want to sit there and be successful. But success is not measured by that win column. For me, success is actually measured by the ability to take my athlete and from the first game to the last game, he has improved. Seeing the smile on their face when they were like, Coach, I just can't believe I had a three-touchdown game. I got over 200 yards receiving. All those things happened last year for some of my receivers. When my kids competed in sports, I used that as an opportunity. I'm giving an example with my son, for instance, when I was coaching soccer. It was our league championship game. And I told my son, if he did not pass his class, I would not let him play in the game. Now I was a coach. But first and foremost, I am a parent before I am a coach. And I had held true to form. This was the championship game. And I held my son out of that game because he did not do his job and responsibilities of passing his classes. I encouraged my kids, both of them, to play multiple sports, not just one. And I want you to hear this part here. Specializing in one sport for a child does not improve the overall success for that sport. And in fact, a growing number of pediatric sports medicine groups warned that when a child focuses on a single sport before the age 15 or 16, they increase the risk of injury and burnout, and it does not boost their overall success in that sport. What I'm reading to you is an article that was published on NPR. And in case you're wondering, the article's title was, Student Athletes Who Specialize Early Are Injured More Often, According to this Study. Emphasizing playing in one sport increases injuries through overuse, overtraining, and increases the likelihood of burnout, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. In fact, there is a 50% greater risk of injury when specializing in one sport prior to the age of 15. This is according to the University of Wisconsin Health Sports Medicine Center. Another story I would share with you is my godson was an avid baseball player, and he was really, really, really good. And I used to have a conversation with his mom quite often about, you know, when he is not playing the fall ball or spring ball, I highly encourage you to have him play another sport. And a lot of times what happens, you hear this quite often with baseball players, but you hear this also with water polo players as well. In particular, this story, my godson was a baseball player. He would do fall ball, spring ball. Then he was an all-stars. And then he did travel ball. This went on for years and years. I would say perhaps through his middle school years and up to his junior and high school. And in fact, he excelled at the sport. He was really great at it. And I particularly say at minimum, he perhaps had the opportunity to play at least a small junior college or a Division II school. Maybe not 1A or Division I A, I should say, but an opportunity nevertheless. So what happens? His junior year, he completely got burnt out. 
he didn't agree with the coach and some of the things, and he stopped playing. And the conversations him and I have had since that point in time, I've asked him directly and asked, hey, do you regret stop playing your junior year? And he looks back at it and he says, absolutely. So if you know as a parent that your child truly loves and has an affinity for a particular sport, support him or her in that sport. But encourage them not to just focus solely on that so they don't lose that fire from the, the constant grind that is required to be successful and excel at that sport. Allowing them to play other sports can ease their mind from the rigors and stresses mentally that they may have from playing in their favorite sport. These are important questions you want to discover if you're at risk. And this is the questions as parents we want to kind of ask our kids. Or maybe not even ask your kids, kind of evaluate and see, is this represent my child? Have you quit one sport to focus on another? Do you consider your primary sport more important? Do you train more than eight months a year for your primary sport? If your child was to answer yes to all three of those, your child is highly specializing in a sport. That means that your child is at risk of either overtraining, overuse, i.e. leading to injuries. The most common injuries we're talking about are sprains, strains, some of the more serious ones, we're talking about ACL injuries, PCL injuries. As parents, there's some things we can do to help minimize and avoid this, though. These are actions recommended by the American Orthopedic Society for Sports. We tend to have control over our child's schedule. Simply put, we have to stop overextending our kids, overscheduling them. We have to ensure that we are not having them spend excessive amount of time practicing in that sport. A kind of way to kind of gauge to know if we are having them exposed to too much practice time is if you were to limit hours to participate in a sport according to their age. So what that means is this. Let's say your child is 10 years old then it's recommended that your child should not practice more than 10 hours a week. Now, the crazy part about that, that's as if, if your child is only playing one sport. But there is cases where I hear quite often kids are playing two sports at one time. Again, are we overextending our kids? Do our kids truly want to have every minute or moment they have that they're not at school, they're not doing their homework, being done practicing multiple sports. Because we're in there was a time for them to sit there and have some downtime just to be a kid, to do enjoy life. As adults, do we overextend ourselves with our work to the point that which we allow ourselves to become burned out or do when we become home away from work 
Do we try to put our work aside when we can, and those who have the opportunity can do so, put that work to side so we can enjoy our kids, enjoy our family. So think about how much more work as parents we are doing, we're having to schedule our kids as such in multiple sports, all these excessive practices we're taking them to, because you're taking the time to take them to that. That's more stress you put on yourself. So just it's something to be mindful of as parents, as adults, uh, realizing, okay, is this for the best interest of my child or is this something that I want to see for my child? We're going to take another commercial break. We're going to come back and we're going to summarize today's show. You're listening to Right Choices on Voice America Internet Talk Radio. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. This is Dietrich Wright, to host of your show. Um, again, let's it's so many things that we have to think about as parents and as adults and to realize it starts and stems from within us because our children are paying attention to every little detail that we do. I mean, think about it. I, I can recall moments where I've stubbed my toe 
and expletives come out of my mouth and I turn around looking, there's my child emulating that same word. I'm like, oops, darn, got to take that back. There's no different than anything we do, like the choices we make of modeling and showing them how to live healthier. Again, it's, it's, it's a, a battle cry to realize we have to make changes. We have to make choices that only is for our own selves, but also choices that's going to impact the future of our next generations. No longer can we look to our schools as a means that that's where my child is going to learn how to be physically active and how to do it. Because physical education has been cut back more and more and more from an education. We can't depend on the fact of just having our kids play on their iPhone, their iPad, as a means that somehow, someway, that activity, which doesn't require any physical actions whatsoever other than the use of a thumb or a finger, is actually going to somehow, someway, improve their physical activity. But you see, we have the choice and options to just say, hey, you know what? There's a better choice for them, a right choice for them to be outside, to do something more engaging. But instead of just sending them out there to do that, maybe perhaps you can put aside for 10, 15 minutes whatever you are doing as a mom or as a dad or as an adult supervising a child, engaging with them in an activity not allowing an opportunity here to to do something as a whole. Again, have that mindset that this is a, we're all in a tribe together. What part can we do just to ensure that we are strengthening the next generations that come and we're also strengthening what's happening locally for us? When we talked about the impact of what it is we say, it carries a lot of weight. Even though our intentions are meant to be good, and I know this is true, but there are times we say things that impact our kids. Again, just a reminder. A parent's comment can have repercussions for years afterwards contributing to a child's chronic dissatisfaction with their body, even when they are not overweight. And don't think that when we start talking about the impact of body image, which there's going to be a show we'll have further down the road, when we're talking about body image, we're not just talking about our young ladies. For young boys, have body image issues as well. If you have ever stated or made a comment to a young boy stating, you got to work on those arms. You got to really develop a broad, strong chest. You got some skinny legs. Those are comments that are impacting that young man as well. So don't think this is isolated to just our females. This is males as well. We may not hear of the cases that are issues as much prevalent to, you know, eating disorders to our males or boys, but they too have 
the same impact and those things are the behaviors of which they also have as well. The easiest things we can do is talk about how to be healthy. Have the conversations with your kids about, hey, you know what? I spent 20 minutes today walking, doing 10,000 steps as an example. Today, I actually rode my bike for X amount of miles or kilometers. When I went to see my trainer today, I actually snatched 115 pounds. I finally broke a nine-minute mile. So talk about those things that can have more of a positive correlation. Let's try to step back and refrain from the negative impacts that we do by discussing weight and talking about our our bodies and how we look. We got to teach to love ourselves so therefore we can let that love shine out to our kids. We got to do our very best to refrain from talking about weight issues of our own. When you are a couple and you are together, those kids are watching you. So if you make a statement negatively about either spouse one way or the other, your kids are watching that. When simply put, we can do more. We can be more. We can take on more. When your child is playing sports, do yourself a favor, which in fact will impact them very positively. Don't over schedule. Allow them some downtime. That's going to give you some downtime too as well. Some downtime where you can hopefully engage in some kind of means that you and your child can connect with. I used to tell my parents that, you know what? As soon as this practice is over, I need you to be time to pick your child up because I am a coach, but I'm not a babysitter. I'm here to coach your child in that given sport, but I have things I want to get back to too as well, like my kids, back to my home. So, like I said, this month we have talked about time and motivation. We have discussed and talked about the risk factors we have in our lives. We have also talked about how we were going to train. We don't want to sit there and overtrain, overreach too soon. And understand today is about as adults, as parents, as coaches, we have to model to our future generations how we make healthier choices in our life. I want to thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow me at Right Choices at D Right Appeal on Facebook. My email is Dietrich at DietrichRightChoices.com. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. You have listened to Right Choices on the Health and Wellness Channel on Voice America Internet Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. Be sure to join Dietrich Wright again next Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you here next week.